This week on Reliving the Extreme, we are discussing the episode of ECW from June the 13th, 1995. Nate Maxson, your host here with you, of course, with my brother Aaron. Hello. And Mr. Chad Austin. Mr. Did you say Hi. this? Did you say disgusting or disgusting? <laughs> we are disgusting this episode. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Freshly Vacationed Chad Austin is here with us. Oh uh, yeah, I'm, to- I'm I'm totally I'm totally revamped, revitalized, re ready to not go to work tomorrow. Re ready to watch this show again and see if it gets any better the second time. Talk about work. <laughs> I don't know if it was all bad, but it was there. Um, again, like I said this week. June thirteenth, ninety five. We start, of course. Oh, you Aaron. said it was June. You said it was June thirteenth, nineteen ninety five. Yes. Oh. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll pretend like that's the one one that I watched. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually, I actually had it. I, I wrote it down, like, and I put like a big circle around it because I, I, I think I asked Nate like four times. Like what's the what's the episode that we're watching? So I made sure when I wrote it down, because I, you know, when you click on your phone, you could watch anything, you know. Yeah, yeah. I was getting ready to tell you about how Tully Blanchard was getting ready to defend the Southwest Championship against Bob Sweetan at the Hemisphere Arena. But yeah, great show. I think. Sweetan, oof. <laughs> um, and Aaron's favorite show starts this week's show of ECW. It's Recap Championship Wrestling. Yes. Um, we have, we have a long, long video, probably about four and a half, five minutes of all the footage of everything that's gone down between Cactus Jack, Shane Douglas, and Sandman for the ECW championship over the past four weeks. So we've already talked about that, so we don't need to talk about it again. I, I, I think we need to start talking about Paul's like love affair with Shane Douglas at some point. Like, <laughs> Isn't this starting to get out of control? Like it's it's always Shane Douglas. I know you can always he he uses cactus for like the male, you know, the male thing. Like oh, we're gonna show cactus being off, you know, bam bam bam. And all of a sudden, like the music changes. With Shane, it's it's like, it's like is he in love with Shane or something? Well, I was gonna say, and Shane, how many times did Shane leave and come back? And Polly just welcomed him back with us. It was like a bad like, breakup, right? And what I was gonna say, it's like Paul Heyman or Shane Douglas is to Paul Heyman as Shawn Michaels is to Vince McMahon. Yeah, for some reason he can just he can just constantly leave and come back. I hate what's going on here. Well, you're gay. No, you're gay. Okay, I'm leaving. <laughs> you know, you know, like we're both gay. <laughs> but, but this let's is, just but this let's stupid. just let's just accept it. <laughs> yeah, but this is stupid. They talk. They discuss the fact that essentially what this is all leading up to is coming up in the next uh, on the next show at the ECW Arena. It's going to be the same man against Cactus Jack in a barbed wire match. <laughs> And then we get a great, of course, Cactus Jack promo discussing the upcoming barbed wire match. And what my bet, my favorite line in the in the promo was he said, "Usually it's man against man, but in a barbed wire match, it's man against thing." And I thought that was a cool man against thing. Man against thing. That's because it was the barbed wire. Yes. And the fact that he doesn't need sixteen beers to get hyped up and 
careless. He just is naturally like that and shit like that. This is a good promo. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I can disagree. Maybe, I mean, I mean, it'd be a different story if it was a, we were having a going to Texas Roadhouse death match with my wife. Then I would have had 16 beers. That's what we're gonna call. That's what we're gonna call. That's what we're gonna call Adam Page and and, D, and Dean Ambrose or John Moxley. It's the Texas Roadhouse <laughs> death match. Yeah. yeah, I have to have sixteen beers before I go. I don't <laughs> <laughs> just before I go there, dude. We want, dude. Listen to this nonsense. This place that we went to this morning for breakfast. I ordered. I ordered uh, eggs and bacon. Eggs, and bacon. That's what I asked for. That's all I want. Eggs, bacon. Simple enough. Yeah, and then and then throw me an extra side of sausage links. Why don't you? Sixty fucking dollars. Jesus fucking... Christ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My mine was thirty, and the, and the sausage links were were seven fifty for two of them. Like, dude, I could have like it looked like they still had my wife's stockings on them. I was gonna. I was gonna say, but they were probably they were probably just frozen Jimmy Deans. <laughs> no, if they were Jimmy Deans, I would have been more impressed. These like these were actually they 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 tried. I'm not gonna lie, they tried to make some decent sausage links, <laughs> but they left them in the casings. <laughs> it's like you, you know how unattractive it looks like when they come hanging out of the the, the, the casing kind of thing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I don't want I don't want my sausage links uncircumcised. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what they look like. The guy, the person was carrying them like, like by the is end. That a, is that a rubber? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how that's how they were carrying them. Like by the ends, like they, they were getting ready to toss them. At the, at the next dress can that came across. I'm like, cotton, cotton dog. Yeah, that's exactly. I'm not, I'm not practicing safe sausage. It's like, I actually want the juices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. Whatever the name of that place was. I, I don't know. Oh, Bayside Skillet. That's what it is. It was called the Bayside Skillet. They can go fuck themselves. My wife gave him like twenty dollars tips and shit. I, I gave him a whole bunch of other tips, but I wrote it on a different sheet of paper. Like you know, you clean the tables off before you serve people. Take, take the sausage skins off. <laughs> Shed your sausage before you serve. Yeah, I didn't ask for hot dogs. <laughs> Goddamn Vikings. Yeah, what's the matter with you guys? Anyway, we're talking about wrestling. I thought. Yeah. <laughs> Well, like I said, I like this Jack promo. He ends it by putting a he dur- during the promo. He's holding. Uh, barbed wire shaped like a crown and of course for dramatic effect at the end of the promo he puts the crown on his head just putting over the fact that he is going to be having this match with the Sandman coming up on Saturday at the ECW arena then we get Joey with an intro to the show and he talks about how our main event tonight is going to be the dog collar match the double dog collar match between the Pitbulls and the public enemy for the tag team championship yeah I have I have none of this on my notes at all I must have totally watched a different show um, we'll get you. Yeah. We'll get you through it. We'll get you through it. <laughs> he also, yeah, he also. Yeah, we, good, sorry. Yeah, but the the best the, the best part is Nate is that, in in order, clearly I, I watched the wrong show, but you said it's the pit bulls and the public enemy. Oh yeah, I'll just pick up where we left off last week. 
Right. <laughs> pit bulls in the public enemy. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> same old story, same old song. Yes. Pretty much. Uh, it's also coming up on this June 17th show is the public enemy versus Axel Rotten and a partner of his choosing. Uh, the Pitbulls and Raven versus Dreamer, Scorpio, and Taz. Luna Vashon versus Beulah. Um, and then uh, um, Joey says that um, the rumors aren't true because so, Chris Benoit is going to be in action. I'm assuming this is when everybody thought he was going to be going to the WWF. And then um, obviously the main event. And the reason I'm bringing those up is that's the next three weeks of our shows is going to be the recap, like showing us highlights of this card that's coming up on Saturday. So. Yes. And you are right about you <laughs> are going to be the next three weeks of shows. You, you are right about the ben, You are right about the Benoit thing too, because they had, he had just got done working two TV tapings for the WWF where actually Ted DiBiase was his manager um, at the tapings. <laughs> But he winds up not signing with them at this time and remaining. DiBiase was his manager. Yeah, they actually yeah. had DiBiase come out with Benoit for two uh, two shows. Was there was there anything? I don't know. Was there anything to it? Like, was it was, was there um like something behind it? I'm thinking like, that they were they were thinking about hiring him and and having him be a part of the corporation, but I don't know I don't know where it fell apart. But I think he was if it could be wrong, but I think he was the original guy they thought of for um, that shit they put on Steve when Steve for was Virgil. No, the Chris Benoit was the original Virgil. <laughs> oh, oh, no wonder. <laughs> yeah, he passed. Oh, so you think he was going to be the million-dollar guy? Yeah. That's what I've always heard. They thought about putting the belt on the million-dollar belt on him, and they just, once they got up there, they just didn't click. Yeah, I mean, could you not? Could Can you not not see that? I mean, I'd buy it, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, theoretically, if you're going to – and Austin wound up being a fine choice too, but if you have – well, DiBiase, let's be honest – he was he was bell to bell probably the best wrestler in the WWF in the 80s and early 90s so if he's going to pass the torch to somebody he might as well pass it to the next best wrestler you know and and, and the best part is is, is that you're, you're talking about a company that doesn't even fucking like doesn't even put like um emphasis on in ring work you know right. what i mean and, and you're talking about like Dimiasi, the best wrestler Probably what you have in that building, you know, you know, you can look <laughs> around. I mean, Gorilla Monsoon, no, uh, Arnold Scullin, not going to cut it. Uh-uh. Um, Ted DiBiase is probably the best wrestler you have in this fucking building right now. Yeah. But yeah, but it's to me, it's just like they, they never, ever focused on that shit, man. And it, 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 I watched um, a couple of Ted DiBiase matches just the other day and it's like, dude, this guy is fucking, you know, this guy was gold, man. Mm-hmm. Like, really, he was he was golden. Like, who was smoother than him? Very I mean, few people. You can say Scorpio, but he's black. So you know, he's going to be smoother than him anyway. You know, <laughs> well, I mean, just just to put it in, just to put it in perspective, honest to God, one of the best one of the best things, it, and I'm I'm just talking about WWF in the '90s, like early '90s. But honest to God, one of the best things you'll see 
is the last five minutes of the Survivor Series match. I think it's in 90 because I think I think it's the match that Undertaker debuts in. The last five minutes is DiBiase and Bret Hart. And it's it's one of it's literally one of the best wrestling matches you'll see just between those two for five minutes. And it's not even a survival match. match. Yeah, it's at the end of a survival match. <laughs> yeah, it just it's just like it's just like the four or five minutes that they're in the ring together. Like for mm-hmm. some angle thing or whatever. <laughs> yeah, of course it is. I mean, I mean, if I was Brett, I'll, every single night I walked into the building and if I saw my name next to fucking Ted Debussy, I'd be like, "Fuck yeah, I'll I'll, I'll take that shit." Because I'll then 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 if I was still if I was still having fun, you know, in the wrestling business, you know, and enjoying what I was doing, I might go like, "Hey man, do you want to do something different tonight?" You know, right? Like, especially if it was a building like say Sam Houston Coliseum, you know, what I mean, something like that. Like a building they had been into when they were kids. Like, let's go out there and do something special, man. And, and DBI could do it, right? Yep. I mean, if he wanted to, but you know, we're talking about what that time that time frame. He's probably already all on a bed back, pilled up. <laughs> you want to get these guys on the show? <laughs> they got They're walking down guys. the street. <laughs> They're cutting their own promo over there. <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about. Guy's trying to find a yo-yo, I think he said. <laughs> Whatever. All right. Anyway, Ted Dubisi. <laughs> we go from uh, we go from this discussion of the uh, show coming up Saturday to Joey Styles with Paulie Dangerously, a more extensive promo on the uh, the changing of Taz from the Tasmaniac into the just Taz character. Lots of pop culture references, of course, from Paulie in this one. Uh, yeah, cool. he compares him to. He says that Taz has a lot of courage for coming out like he did and saying that he's a normal man and this could have derailed his career, but it's going to make it better. And he compares him to Mickey Mantle, Michael Jordan, John Wayne Bobbitt, and Michael Jackson. What a crew! <laughs> yeah, I think I told my wife, um, like she was like, but she wasn't paying attention, but I think she was walking in between the rooms, and I was like, dude. They, Paul just named every relevant, you know, phrase from that time period. You know what I mean? Yep. John they were Wayne in the news. If they, if they, John Wayne Bobbitt. Yeah. Yeah. He did. He did. He did. He just did all that nonsense. Just, I mean, I don't know. That was that was just for the sake of doing it. But I, I mean, don't get me wrong. When you go back and watch it, it's pretty cool, right? Yeah, it's cool to hear the pop culture references from that time. Yeah. And think about, you know, think about what, 19, what was 1995. You're thinking like John Wayne Bobbitt. When's the last time his name's ever been mentioned? Well, I thought his dick got cut off in like 93. Well, he was still relevant in 95. Isn't that when he made his porno when he, he kind of put it back on with a zipper? <laughs> Detachable <laughs> penis. Detachable <laughs> penis. I, I, never, I never ever saw anybody with a penis that had a zipper on it. It's the weirdest song. What's that? It's detachable penis. On the pat, the pat, the detachable penis is the weirdest song it's, ever. It's King Missile, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, I'm not fucking. I, I know my. I know my music. <laughs> Come on, Brian Last. Detach, detachable penis came out at the same time as my name is Mud. <laughs> <laughs> Did it? <laughs> Primus. Yeah, I think so. I think they were around the same time. 
Uh, at least, in, at least in in my brain, they were around the same time. I, yeah, I think I think my name is Mud came out in like I think ni- late ninety four, early ninety five. I think so. I was like EP, Primus. Yeah, don't get me started on this nonsense. We'll start holding a podcast on fucking music and the stupid shit that I know. Well, we we don't have much meat on the bone with the CCW thing anyway. So whatever you have to say, if you'd like, if you'd like to take this time to sing your favorite song, right, that, that that's exactly around the time frame when I was working for a radio station, so, like an alternative radio station. So yeah, I I, I kind of know detachable penis. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think I think I'm the one that kind of like randomly threw that in there in the, in the, in the shuffle. Like the program director had no idea. You know, they, the program directors don't know anything anyway. The guy, I'm the program director. <laughs> Basically, there's a guy above me. And all I'll do is write down a list of ten songs. I think it should be played the next hour. I go, the title Venus. Hey, I'll do, I'll I touch tunes that shit at the bars and stuff here. Yeah, but that's a joke. Yeah, yeah. I did it over the air. <laughs> of a, of a, we were the 11th biggest market in the country. Here I am. I'm a politician for detachable penis. <laughs> Coming back from break. <laughs> King Missile. Oh, seriously. Well, after the Paul E. promo, we go into our main event. For the show, which already is the main event, if it's the only one. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right, Aaron. How can it be the main it's event the if it's only one match? I don't even have a match. This oh, week, all I have is promos. This week we don't have a hat on a hat. We just don't even have a hat. There's no, there's, <laughs> there's not even a hat. But it is Public Enemy and the Pitbulls in a double dog collar match for the tag team titles. Stevie Richards is along with the Pitbulls, and if Public Enemy wins, they supposedly are going to get five minutes alone with Richards. Todd Gordon comes out of the top. To what are they going to do with is... Steve Richards for five minutes? That's right. what I want to know. Yeah, I mean, seriously, think about it. You get five minutes alone with the guy. What are you going to do with him? Of he course, did. you're going to like put stuff in his butt. He's got that long hair and those booty shorts. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to put like a fucking kazoo up his butt. I mean, anything that's in the hotel room, you're just going to keep putting stuff in his butt, right? I mean. <laughs> Anthony's been inside, so he knows what it. He knows what it. What happened? And then, what? Why don't they change the name of the match? The the winner gets five minutes to put stuff in people's butt and the other guy's butts. <laughs> how do you how do you advertise that? Because well, then Jim Barnett would try to book himself in it every time. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> come on, come on down Saturday night for the butt stuff brawl. <laughs> there you go, the butt, the butt stuff, stuff brawl. stampede. The butt stampede. There you go. The butt stuff but, stampede. Why, why don't you just book that one right there? Not a bronze. It, it's it's a like bronze. when you watch like um like her people. <laughs> oh, oh no, Nyla Rose's hole. <laughs> my hole. Somebody stuck a shoe in my hole. <laughs> like, why don't you book that like they did? Like, an, I like to hurt people when the guy says, um, "If you could tell me on any given night that there's going to be blood, you know, blah blah blah, you would have this arena filled." If you would go around advertising that somebody's going to get a shoe stuck in their butt, 
Uh, okay. <laughs> Where do I get these tickets from? <laughs> what do you call it? The butt. What is it? The, the butt <laughs> stuff stampede. Yes. Hey, I can touch the roads. Make a motion yeah. pictures, baby. <laughs> Man. I don't think that's what Dusty had in mind when he's talking about making motion pictures. TV sitcoms. <laughs> no, the butt stampede. You're not putting that on 30 minutes a week. The, tro the trophy's like a big O-ring, like that thing they get in AEW to win a title shot. Oh, the thing that's going to save Will Hobbs from drowning? Yeah. 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 <laughs> how, how, I, I didn't even want to be the first person to even make that joke about a black person that has got a fucking, he got a life preserver. Like, cause yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know where you guys are from, but where I'm from, a lot of black people can't swim, and yep. they gave them a life preserver. We, we just don't have a lot of black people. I know, that's, that's why you, you look all shocked. And where we grew up, there's a lot of black people, but here, nah, nah, <laughs> they don't like fields and stuff. Like, brings back old memories. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of fields and white people. They're like, nah. <laughs> or, or the cold, or the cold. I remember uh, one time uh, in school when I got my first car. One of my best buddies is a black guy, and I come to his house with my car, and I'm like, "You want to come check the car out?" And he's like, just standing at his doorway, and he's like, "No, it's cold. I don't want to come look at your car. I can look at it from here. It's cold. I don't want to go out in the cold if I don't have to." <laughs> it's a car, all right? Yeah, it looks like a car from here. Yeah, well. <laughs> Do you want to get any closer? No, no, no. That's a car. This is, this is exactly what you would expect from this double dog collar match. Actually, this double dog collar match is more, I mean, I don't know what you thought, Aaron. This match was more Pitbull 2 versus Rocco Rock. I oh, mean, it was. They, they chained the right people together. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we're gonna absolutely. chain. We're gonna chain uh, Johnny and Gary together because they're the lesser of either side. <clears throat> Let's go ahead and chain the two guys that are good together and focus on them. And that's what they did. And 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 Pitbull two and Rocco actually do a really good job during this match. Both of them, I think. Yeah, this was like another one of the things where I can I can sit there and look at it and say and see and tell my wife when I was watching it by on the way home that uh I bet you that was that was me me and Raven like like booking that match. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the more I watched it, I was like, that's me and Raven like putting this match together. Cause yeah, why wouldn't you? Of course you would. You, you put mm -hmm. the emphasis on the two guys that, you know, um Gary's awful. Johnny Grunge is awful. And then you, you put um you put the other one with the fucking with uh Rocco, whatever, and he'll do something stupid. And Anthony will do something stupid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Throw them two fucking tards together. And the ECW, it was, the, it was ECW, I'm sorry, man. I'm just saying, like when they 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 took a commercial break before the match, and when they came back, it was funny though because Public Enemy was like dancing, and the crowd chanting "Hey champ, hey champ" while they were dancing was actually kind of funny. I thought. Oh, I didn't come. I, I didn't hear that come across on my on my audio. That's what they were chanting. Yeah. Because is that what they were doing that promo, like in New York, whatever? Hey champ, you the champ. Yeah. Oh, good lord. <laughs> 
Whatever. Rock- <laughs> ECW was still better than what was going on in the business. Rocco and Pitbull do, you know, they do a spot where they're doing like one of them is up on, I think it's Rocco's up on the Eagle's Nest and they're playing a tug of war where uh, Pitbull brings Rocco down through a table. And then, you know, they, every once in a while they flash to Gary Wolf and, and Johnny Grunge and one of them is just cracking the other one over the head with a frying pan, but they're just standing there, you know, right? Like I said, Rocco and Pitbull too. We're the, we're the workhorses of this match, if you want to use that expression. Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, you can only go to camera two so many times where, <laughs> where there's Gary just smashing some guy overhead with some, you know, because you could buy them frying pans right there on the corner of a Swanson and Ritter for, like, two bucks, like, a, you know, a dollar and some change or whatever. And they were the kind, like, they, like, like you said, like, as soon as you hit them, that that thing the handle falls off. Yeah, it comes apart. Yeah, <laughs> they did. All, they, I mean, that that's that. ECW kept that place and company for a while, just selling tchotchkes, <laughs> garbage and stuff. Like, why did they just? Why did they just realize what they were doing and just buy stuff that fans could buy for ECW shows? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the ECW fan store. It's the I'm wall of cheese graters. Yeah, yeah cheese yeah. graters, frying pans, you know, accordions. Street signs, yeah. I don't know about street signs. That's kind of a felony, isn't it? You can't steal street signs. <laughs> well, I guess I should say street signs. I should say, like, I don't know, house, like, do not enter, et cetera, et cetera. The street signs, is the <laughs> you're right. It is, it is, it is fe- a felony. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, yeah. I'm not encouraging crime here, ladies and gentlemen. You got the Department of Transportation. <laughs> it's all. They're they're shopping through your store, <laughs> and they're like, "This detour sign. This should have been on exit." You know what I mean? What, what is this doing here? Aaron, any other notes on the match before we do the finish? Well, they. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in here. I mean, <clears throat> Anthony bleeds like a motherfucker. Um, they brawl all over the building. Um, one of the one of the best things like, I I liked when um um the superplex through the table like off of the eagle's nest like were like they looked fucking awesome I thought and I just thought I liked them I liked this it was it was refreshing to see a new match for one and two I just I enjoyed it and that's all I gotta say really <laughs> yeah it it was fine I mean. You're not going to get a whole lot of shit about me, you know. Yeah, right. I, I I I liked it more than I thought I would going into it, and the reason is, like we stated, they put they like we stated they put the, the right guys chained to each other yeah. to get the maximum right. a, a maximum amount of good work. And then they do a dusty finish, and that's that. Yeah, there's a double pin. Um, it appears that uh, Pitbulls win, but the match is actually awarded to the Public Enemy. Um, the could Pitbulls, this be the match? Could could this have been like one of the matches that Paul said that like Anthony's the guy? You know possibly, what I mean? yeah. Because I mean, because I mean, I know we're I know we're going to get to sooner or later um, the double dog collar match with Raven and Richards, but it's going to be one. Like, is this the one where he's like, you know what, this guy's something else right here, you know? Gary, Gary always was, I mean, in my experience, was always a little more to deal with 
than Anthony was. Anthony was like, all right, you want me to just jump off the top of the building into this fucking cup with a wet napkin? Okay. Whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? But Gary was always a little more difficult. Like, I don't know about all this. And Andy's like, yeah, I'll do it. Uh, I mean, you can shoot me. Right, that's fine. You know, just not in the face. <laughs> you know, like that's that that could be like we're because what we're only we're only a few months away, right? Not even a year away. No, oh, yeah, the, but, I think but, we're we're very we're very close to Francine. Show. That's not. Well, I don't too know if Francine had to do with the breakup of them, or was was Francine put there to do the breakup of them? I mean, I'm asking, and I don't know. See, I got and I got the I got the time mixed up in my head. I don't remember to be honest with you. Talking about when Raven and the Pitbulls split up, all yeah. of them, yeah, yeah. Francine is part of that, and then, yeah, <laughs> and then, then what? Well, I'm just saying, like the Pitbulls never really split up, but Gary just got hurt and kind of derailed it a little bit, but. Uh, whatever the halo gimmick, yeah. Oh, we're gonna get there. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's one of the funniest things ever, um, dude. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. When, when we get there, you ne- you've never seen. I don't know, 15, 20 people, twenty five people, like cringe, like in, in the locker room, like staring at a little tiny, like nine inch monitor of the show. <laughs> Going, what? <laughs> and, and 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 most of the people were lining up to go out to help him because they thought, oh come on, <laughs> the guy's got it. You know, he's in he's in the locker room walking around introducing himself as fucking Johnny Halo and shit. And then and then you're just like, oh that's pretty fucked up, man. You had to go through you know security, customs, airports. <laughs> I mean, wearing wearing that fucking. It, it looks like a, a old woman's walker. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's, that's what it looked like. How, how huge was that thing <laughs> that was on his fucking head? And he, 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 he can't turn his head left, can't turn he can't, whatever. And then when Shane, when Shane grabbed it, you just hear he'll go, oh. <laughs> like, that's one of them, like one of them gasps that you can just totally hear. You know, just. <laughs> he's, he's shaking it left and right like he's trying to fit, like he's trying to fit his key into this car. You know what I mean? He's he's fidgeting around with it like you know. It also looked like something that we should have figured out a better thing to use by 1996. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like that looked like some shit they put on you in like the 19 like 1919. You know, it was like. An architect had to make that thing. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, I mean, you had to go to school <laughs> for to build like, that, that structure that was on Gary Wolf's neck. It's like the first thing they. It's like the first thing the doctor tried to do to help him was put leeches on him, and they're like, <laughs> well, "That's not going to work." So <laughs> let's, let's put this scaffolding on your shoulders. The Statue of Liberty had better, better fucking architecture. We, we tried leeches. We tried cocaine. Oh, <laughs> they know what was the cocaine, so we could put the fucking Statue of Liberty on his neck. <laughs> give me, give me, give me your tired, huddled masses and Gary Wolf. 
<laughs> yeah, like you're, 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 what is it? Give me the whole line. I love the whole entire line of that, um, of that New York thing. The weak, the sick, the poor. <laughs> we'll just take everybody. And look what you got. You got polio? You got Come on in. We got the poor. We got the weak, the sick, the poor. We got Jason. We'll take those. We'll take those with shingles. Jason, Paul, Loria, got Ricketts. <laughs> I don't even know if they are. Just, I just know I don't want to fucking have it. You got Ricketts. I think I'm going to tell my work tomorrow that I got Ricketts. Yeah, I'm, really, I got a call in today. What are you sick? No, I got Ricketts. It's really uncomfortable, man. <laughs> Ricketts sounds like it's a like it's a building like a you know a building thing, <laughs> you know, it's gonna rebuild my spine or something, you know, like it's it's oh it's it's taking over. It's like Legos. Why ain't Legos a disease? <laughs> I got Legos. Well, the pit bulls and Richards attack the public enemy here. Richards is supposed to be. Um, uh, we, as we talked about the butt stuff for five minutes, but uh, <laughs> at, at some point he's like, as a weapon, he's holding a toy dinosaur. I did put that down on my notes. Um, eventually Todd Gordon comes out and uh, tells the pit bulls to pack it in and get out of there so that uh, the pit bulls can have their five minutes. Um, however, they I still wonder. I'm just curious as how long that, that uh, spot with Todd Gordon took. To happen, how many times did Todd go back over to Paul? So what? Wh what do I say? But you know, like, what, what do I do? <laughs> and, and the only Todd, rules are there's no <laughs> rules. Yeah, Paul. Paul's just done on that, and it comes, and he, he gets ready to walk out and runs right back. So what? What you want me to do is what? You know, and then just go out there and say there's no fucking rules. <laughs> you know. Like in the whole locker room at that point, yells, "There's no rules. <laughs> Go out there. You have one job. Oh yeah, two jobs. What the other one was to sign the checks. Because <laughs> there's no chance that Paul was going to sign. There's no chance that I would say Paul's going to be a part of any of that nonsense. <laughs> Signing checks. If, if I would have got a check signed by Paul Heyman, I would have not cashed it and just yeah, saved. just frame it, just frame it. Yeah, yeah. just because I was like, yes, or not cashed, then it would be cashed. Yeah, Paul Heyman had one hundred and seventy-five dollars in his bank account in nineteen seventy-five, or we think he had enough money to write a check. I mean, sure. Well, the Pitbulls don't get their whole five minutes with Stevie Richards as Raven comes out to make the save. The Pitbulls come back out. Um, a series of super kicks by Stevie Richards on um, Johnny Grunge and Rocco Rock um, while the Pitbulls obviously are holding them up. And then Tommy Dreamer, for God's sake, Tommy Dreamer comes out to fight Raven again this week. Tommy Dreamer, God's police. We'll put upon Tommy. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I'm I, I I love the I love the TV show like Live PD, you know what I mean? Where they just show like the cops like in your area, and or like even your area, just in area, just live like why they're going. And that, there's Tommy Dreamer, 
<laughs> like he's doing ride-alongs. <laughs> it's just he, instead of, he he gets out of the he gets out of the stupid car with his cane. It, you know, I mean the Singapore cane, not not the one day knees orthopedically. <laughs> like, yeah, but I'm just like enough with this dreamer business. And 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 do we have to tell you nobody watches Impact Dreamer? Like your cross promotions with all these other shows <laughs> aren't working. Nobody watches Impact Wrestling. I even have the, I even have the capability of watching Impact Wrestling, and I don't watch it. And I watch everything. I'm not doing it. I gotta, I gotta enter passwords. I gotta go to certain apps. Like seriously. I can't just oh, click yeah. on a channel the, and watch. In the past, in the past five years, I have watched more OVW, and I mean new OVW, than I have Impact. Mm. So I can totally agree with that. Impact is not on my radar ever. <laughs> it's an it's impossible to be on your radar. <laughs> you know, like I have to go outside and I got to kick this big ass thing in my front yard as a satellite. I got to I got to spin it the right direction. You know what I mean and I got to go on inside Galaxy 4 and wait for it to spin. You know, that kind of crap. I'm like, dude, fuck all of this, dude. I'll just wait for some fucking uh, Rube to send me the month worth for, you know, 10 bucks. I'll just get the month for like 10 bucks. Tommy Dreamer. Well, he, yeah, he's out here fighting with Raven. Uh, they, Stevie Richards hit, hits, hits Tommy with a chair and lays him out. Tommy winds up fighting back against them. Now, the cool part happens because Luna comes out and beats up Stevie Richards. And that was fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've talked about this before on the show. Luna just always was just like like the coolest thing to have around on, on all, all the shows. And then you just knew that you, know, you kind of just sit back and laugh. When you look at the run sheet, you see, oh, it's going to be Luna and Stevie. And just go like, oh, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh man, <laughs> poor Stevie. She's like, look, Stevie. She's she's a better wrestler. She has a better yeah. look. She has a better mullet. <laughs> she, Luna is superior to you, Stevie. Who has the better hair? Like they have the same haircut. <laughs> they both yeah, but Luna. Like, I mean, yeah. Whatever. I mean, but Luna. Luna was so worth taking the beating for. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. even as much as I don't like Stevie. Like if I was, if I was Stevie and I would have walked into the locker room and seen the the run sheet, oh, I just lost my shoe like I was Terry Funk. Um, <laughs> if if I just walked into if I just walked into the room and saw the run sheet and saw that I was had something to do with Luna, I'd be like, oh shit, you know, I'm doing something with Luna. But I knew it would have sucked. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, it was. It wasn't going to be. It wasn't going to be the easy. It wasn't like working with Mueller or May or anything. Like that. But yeah, I would have been like, oh shit, yeah, I get to work with fucking um Luna. Yeah, I I always liked Luna and and like I don't know. I I don't know if it was the same for her as it was for me, but we always seemed to like when we did when we did see each other, we always had some sort of a bond, mm-hmm. like on old wrestling, right? Like kind well, of and. Mm-hmm. And she, she's, um, I mean, like we said, we, I mean, we beat it to death on the show and, and that's fine, but she's one of the best that, and definitely doesn't get enough credit at all. She does not get, she does not get talked about when people are talking about great, especially female performers, you know, she's right up there with Sherry and woman. 
I I remember I remember a time not only did um were we talking about um her being like the like the best women's wrestler or whatever. Mm-hmm. I remember a time where there was Raven saying that she was probably the best wrestler. Like of that year. Was it ninety-five? That's what we're yeah. on, right? Yeah, ninety-five. Yeah. It was Raven saying Raven saying that she that he thought that she was probably the best wrestler of that year. Cause she was doing work in Canada. Um what, what was that, that company in Japan? I mean it wasn't stardom at the time. Mm. So it, it was like some other, you know, random, you know what I mean? It wasn't it was by that point it wasn't still all Japan women, was it? It probably was all Japan women's, but I don't okay. think it was company that she worked for was all japan women's mm-hmm. I, I just think it was just some random like company that was just bringing broads over and she was she was uh, and, and she was headlining in vancouver in canada and shit like she was working everywhere and that was 95 mm-hmm. yeah she was over 95 man well to end this out, we get, uh, of course, Dreamer doing the Beulah pile driver spot again, um, which we've already seen, I think, twice. And then we get Public Enemy leaving the building um, with their tag team titles, and they notice graffiti on the walls around them. The uh, The letters are TPE, TOS, so we know TOS stands for Terminate on site. And uh, this is foreboding. Republic enemy, of course. I think this means we're yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like yeah. LA Knight. It's like LA Knight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it, it wasn't. It wasn't like LA Knight, like saying yeah. It, it was Aaron going yeah. <laughs> that is what it means. But and but I actually think I actually think this is cool. It's like they're starting to actually build angles and tell stories and shit like that and not just have matches and you know you know what I mean? Like it's actually starting to become a, a, a somewhat of a wrestling program and not just because you have a you have a, a natural born story right there, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. You have to go, you have to go there. You have to go there. So yeah, that was great. Just oh man, the fucking the black guys are coming. Just yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> like collective soul song. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best thing that's, uh, I'm gonna hear all week. Just it, just Aaron just going. Yeah. <laughs> Overall, this episode of ECW wasn't great, but I did enjoy the the dog collar match. And um, there is some cool stuff coming up. And like Aaron said, they're starting to, and we've done, we've said this before, but they're starting to build towards some things here. And hopefully we're moving into some new, some new fresher storylines and programs. I mean, Shane Douglas is almost on his way out. So he'll be out of the picture here shortly. And um, we'll be back in a couple months. Don't worry. Yeah, no, right? don't, don't get all excited, Archie. <laughs> He's coming back. <laughs> I think the locker room, I think we even had a ticker tape parade in the locker room when Shane was leaving. Because we used to have them stupid meetings and all that shit. And 
And we all, and Paul would just fill everybody's fucking head with, you know, oh, this is, this is what's going on, going on. And all of a sudden, Shane would go, yeah, but, you know, and we're like, oh, man, <laughs> talking. We ain't got no money. My check bounced. <laughs> you know, then, oh, Jesus. <laughs> then you start to see people just their backs turning and walking away, you know. From the back of the line, like oh Shane, <laughs> here's Shane with this go away heat. Yeah, it, yeah, it literally was go away heat, but it was us that went away. Yeah, it was, it was went away heat. It was reverse go away heat. Yeah, it, it was one away heat. We all just went away when Shane would start <laughs> talking. Yeah, no, whatever. It so was what did you guys wrestling heat? <laughs> what What did you guys overall think of this episode? Um. Based on the match and like I said, like the I liked the little angle at the end with the for like the foreshadowing of the gangsters showing up. I actually enjoyed this show. I'd give it a I'd give it a C. Solid C, right? Yeah. Like, you know, with the with the with the promise that you can talk to their parents and say that they can do better than that. But you know, <laughs> it was a good try, you know. But you know, just because your your kid's special. Give you a holly oop on that one. Yeah, you know, like yeah, you know, I'll give you a solid C. <laughs> you know, it was a good attempt, you know. And let's see how this this next couple of weeks go. Um how this gangster stuff the gangster they don't just come back next the following week, right? No, I think it's a little bit. Oh, so they, they are gonna do it the right way then. They, they they booked it to where that the, they they just kept hitting towards the gangsters. Yeah, because I think at, I think at this point they're still finishing up in Smoky Mountain, I believe. So it's going to be at least a few more, like maybe one or two, or at least one more ECW Arena show before they show. <laughs> Do oh. my question to you guys now is just I don't know, maybe ten minutes or so. Do we want to play another another game of fun with promos here? I don't know. Do you have a song from Einar? <laughs> Could you play one of his songs? Oh Lord, have mercy! <laughs> <laughs> I was I was taking a shower today, and I somehow rabbit holed Einar's songs, and all I all I all I wanted to do all day long was walk around like Dan, look like Danhausen, and just sing Einar songs. I don't know what's going <laughs> on today. What do you got? What are our options? We're just going to get back into this playlist of terrible wrestling promos. Oh, look, the first one that came up here. CZW, Zandig is crazy. I hate him. <laughs> he said, I hate him. CZW with Zandig. Oh, my God. What the fuck just happened? What do you mean what happened? What are you, blind? Jesus! There was five of them! It took five of them! Justice Pain! Oh, hate Club! Oh, hate Club's dead! Nick Gage! Nate Hatred! Who do you think you are? Nobody does this to Zandig! Nobody does this to White Beater! Zandig, White Beater, Nick Mondo! We are the most ultraviolet force on the face of the earth! Oh my! Oh! Yo, you're gonna die! You are gonna die! I guarantee it! Talking about bad I am gonna kill you! Um, Stomo! 
You people have not seen anything. This is just the start of fake UTV. I am the ultraviolet icon. This is Robbie Marino. <laughs> this is CZW, the most violent federation on the face of the earth. You just wait and see how far we're going to go. I'm out of here. <sighs> Robbie Marino. That's Robbie Marino. I've never heard. I've never heard a wrestler introduce the the interviewer before. Like what is it was like Hulk. Was he drinking milk? <laughs> yeah. They all they they all all them fucking boobs did that shit when they um like did all the fucking deathmatch nonsense. They all went back there and he just poured gallons of milk over him. I don't know what that's. You know because it builds bones and bones. calcium or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> they all just apparently it helped it helped ease the um the pain from all the fucking all the stupid shit you just did. Well, have you ever have you ever I don't know that you've ever worked with him. Have you ever worked with Zandig, Chad? No, no chance. No. I've worked I, I've worked for him. <laughs> I mean, okay. But there's no chance I was ever gonna be put in a position where I was gonna be in the same area. Because you're because you're a fucking professional. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not fucking stupid. I'm not doing. I'm not doing any of that. <laughs> he, he's like, and, and don't forget, he's like, um, uh, Christ. If I if I was going on forty around that time, he was already in his mid fifties, like mid to late fifties. So he would have had to have been like 56, 57, like during that shit. Like, and this is when he's having like the whole entire, all that death run, death match stuff where he was doing all that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, do you look 60 years old? You know, like, what the fuck are you doing? What's the matter with you? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't generally, I don't generally, like, because I'm not a worker, I don't generally criticize, like, I mean, I can, I, I think you, as a fan, you can critique. But I don't generally criticize wrestlers because I can't do what they do. But I could do what he does. So he's a fucking idiot. Like I could easily. I, there's, there's there's no skill to somebody throwing me through light bulb tubes. I mean, where's the, where's the talent in that? I mean, it, so I can I can safely say as a mark, I have no problem saying he's a fucking idiot <laughs> because I can I mean, do what he does. I've watched I've watched a, a bazillion matches of like I don't know. Who, who, who I mean, I'm just trying to think somebody is, like just say uh generico I watched him work a, a you know 50 60 70 matches where it was technical like masterpieces and then I ended up watching him like do like a death match kind of thing and he didn't have a clue <laughs> you know what I mean he had no idea what he was doing out there and I'm thinking like well there's an art to it and then all of a sudden you see Ian rotten and you go well there's never really not an art to it you know, like they're they're I mean, I I, I bet you I, I mean, I, I'm betting you right now that I can go out there tomorrow and work a match with some fucking hand bone guy, Archie Mitchell or something and and do 20 minutes of a of a death match that would be more believable, more, more presentable. And make more sense than when you just watch this stuff. When the guys just all of a sudden they just flip over the ring apron. It's not yeah. a bad promo, but I want to watch the Dave Schultz one. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we're we're going to. We're going to. That shouldn't we're be on the to. list. That shouldn't be on the list. I know, but we're going to. But I also <laughs> I also want to delve into the ridiculousness of the Dungeon of Doom. Okay. So let's like watch now? This. Yes, right are now. You, are you bringing something now? <laughs> let's watch this. It's, it's only a couple of minutes. It's the Dungeon of Doom. The title is Dungeon of Doom Full Segment Hilarious. And to be honest with you, it is hilarious because the fucking Dungeon of Doom stuff cracks me up. Hurry, my son! Oh, Get good away night. from the stone, the real white Bengal tiger! Is that Ed The fate has been set! Hurry! Hurry, my son! My father, I smell his presence also! I feel him! This didn't really air, did it? Yes. There's no way. It was on Saturday night. There's no Hulkamaniacs here! There's no Hulkamaniacs! I've never been here before! I'm gonna touch the water. It's not hot. It's not hot. <laughs> Where is this place? It's oh, catering. It's so fucking stupid. That's all. I know you. I know you too. You two are behind the demise of Hulkamania. I know about the Zodiac. I know about the dangerous Kamala. Hell yeah. I, know I, love how they, I love how they play their little sound effects when he says their name. Winston Stone is the legacy, the immortality of Hulkamania. And you too will be buried beneath <laughs> that. Hogan, this is where darkness dwells and lives. Nobody has ever been able to defeat the immortal Hulk Hogan, except you beat him. You see, Hogan, you're the one that And because of that, it's this simple. Your demise is instant. Blow him up. It's the fastest Kevin Sullivan's ever moved. Oh, <laughs> they blew him up. What's he saying? That shit that Loki says? It's a million times greater than the power of Hulkamania. I am the greatest giant to ever walk in the face of the earth. Good Lord. And I am the one true. <laughs> They're laughing for all the wrong reasons. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that was rotten, wretched, and repulsive. It was awful. And you know, a lot, all of that stuff, all of that stuff, Solomon says he did all of that shit just to... Just to what? He keep Hogan happy. He knew it was fucking terrible. It was just, oh. it was his It was his job to keep Hogan happy. And, and that was the I thing, had, you know. I, I sat around with, uh, and, and and you would kick me if I when I tell you this. I sat around with Kevin Sullivan, and we talked more about this bad stuff than we did like Georgia. 
Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like I kick myself by not asking more questions about Florida or Georgia. Just like, what the, what are you doing? And every every single every time he would start telling me stuff, it would always be like, it's just that, but it's what they want, like mm-hmm. they want, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, and it's like. Who the fuck are these they? And why do they want this stuff? <laughs> it's wretched. It's it's really it's really bad. It's it's bad like it's almost sabotage. You know what I mean? Bad. Yeah. Yeah. There's an even I mean that one's really awful. There's an even worse one when they turn Vader babyface. And he shows up in the Dungeon of Doom and he's in his tights. And, oh, God, it's just so awful. It's so bad. <laughs> this is when they're when they're doing the Universal Studios stuff, right? Yes, yes. But that, that's, when they're, yeah, that's where they're taking yeah, it, it. It, got, it got to the point where it was almost like you just accepted as a fan that the Dungeon of Doom is somewhere at Universal Studios. And they're all like just they, going there to see King Curtis Iakea. <laughs> they paid like the, the $200 like weekend pass. They just, yeah. they just they have the next thing they ought to do is they all show with the wristband on. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're in the park and they can just walk around and do whatever. Get your picture ta- get your picture made with King Curtis. <laughs> Dude, I mean, but King Curtis Elkea, man, that's a fucking that's a uh, is a legitimate huge name. Yeah, and like, what a voice! Like, okay, so this Dungeon of Doom stuff is fucking awful. But if you were gonna if you were gonna pick a guy with a voice to be like Sullivan, my son, that's the guy you pick. You know, I mean, obviously, theatrically, I guess. If it would have been done, I don't want to say it. Like, if it would have been done not in this aspect, like the set, and there's like an actual Dungeon of Doom, Gilligan's Island. If it would have been like. (laughs) How it was back in the day where it was just this collection of like crazy ass characters going out for the yeah. podium to do an interview or whatever, perfectly fine. But when Hulk Hogan's like blowing up through fucking concrete, <laughs> bitching about there, the fucking water. There's no, there's no, Hulk, there's no Hulkamaniacs here. There's no Hulkamaniacs <laughs> anywhere right now, bitch. Because nobody wants to all, all, all of a sudden, Mark Lewin just walks in the background. Like, <laughs> 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 like, nah. Now that that would have been that would have been halfway decent, right? I would have well, you would have popped for that, right, Nate? Yeah, Aaron, you would have <laughs> popped huge <laughs> if all of a sudden while Kevin Sullivan's out there doing his ridicule, his rhetoric, whatever the hell that is, and then all of a sudden just Mark Lewin just walks in the background. <laughs> I'll be like, oh shit, we're gonna get somewhere. Yeah, we don't. Oh, wrap the show up this week with a with a YouTube oh, video, liter- literally named "Doctor David Schultz calls Hulk Hogan a homosexual." So <laughs> again, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Dave the Redneck Schultz, as the fans call you, you see something like this happen, it's got to be upsetting to you. It don't upset me at all, baby. Let me tell you, I think it's great. You know what I mean? If you're going to go on the hunt, you got to be able to run with the big boys. If he can't run with the big boys, he said, get out. He shouldn't come out here. Last time I was in San Francisco, I went downtown looking for a woman. You know what I mean? I wanted a woman. I couldn't find a woman. I found a lot of men that look like women. Now you, Hulk Hogan, you belong in San Francisco. What's wrong with you, Gene? 
I'm telling you like it is, baby. You belong in San Francisco. That's your kind of place. That's your kind of people because you've never had a woman, baby. And now I'm challenging you. I'm challenging you right now. That he was he was down in San Francisco parading around as a woman. I'm, telling, I'm trying to explain to my wife this. <laughs> Gene, Gene yeah. fucking lost it. Gene couldn't go any further. Dave Schultz broke Gene Okerlund on that one. <laughs> wow. It's amazing why AWA didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just if if they would have if they would know now, <laughs> you know, then they'd still be on the air. <laughs> Yeah, here all that all that crap. These you put you put promos, you know, as a matter of fact, go get Bob Sweet Can and go get a bunch of kids. <laughs> let's put let's put them on TV. Yeah, why 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 wouldn't we? Let's do all this. Yeah, AWA was it was getting dangerously close to the territory that it you know, Buddy Rose. I mean. On, on on there like it's just like oh my god whatever <laughs> that was ridiculous one of my favorite things ever I was like what the hell's wrong with you Gene like <laughs> Buddy Rose uh, Dave Schultz I just love him he's great well when Dave Schultz was telling the camera crew to take him into his house like on that on that WWE on TNT, yeah, <laughs> he was young. He was he was bitching at his kids. <laughs> what is this a city dump? City dump. Yeah. Or when he's at the when he's at the wedding reception for uh, <laughs> Uncle Elmer or whatever. Dude, why why, why is there more David Schultz stuff? Exactly, exactly. All because of that fucking John stupid guy stuff. He slaps that guy and he, they erase him from the face of the planet. But he like, thinks, he grew back and watched he should have been he should have been idolized. They should have like glorified him for doing that. Here's well, a theoretical. I'm sorry. Here's a theoretical. Not think, oh, go ahead. Chad. Do you not think Vince hasn't? I bet you. I bet you. Deep down inside, that Vince is like Dave Schultz is the greatest guy we've ever employed here. I. I, I mean, you know what I mean. But you know, he has to do what's best for you know business. So to speak, you know what I mean. But I know yeah. he's got to have a spot in his heart where he's going. That fucking guy, dude. So, <laughs> you know, this is just a hypothetical. Quick question before we sign off for this week, and just talking about that that whole John Stossel thing made me think of it. So at the beginning, when they first started the expansion, you watch like TNT or you watch the uh, the WWF superstars or whatever. It was still kind of wild west with the WWF, and Vince hadn't gone totally. I'm catering this product to children and families. He just knew Hulk Hogan was his guy, but you watch that early stuff like with Orndorff and stuff, and it hasn't got there yet. I'm getting to my point. Dave Schultz doesn't get fired. Do they homogenize him, do you think? Like, do they let him still be that David Schultz? Or if he's still <laughs> around, does, does he get – do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Like, does he get the spin? Does he get the the – to tone down no i mean i mean at that at that time period it, it, he would be he would have been part of the cycle right i mean part of the cycle you mm -hmm. get your five cities with hogan you know yeah. you get your you get your run with with hogan on top and then more than likely he would have been reduced to 
but mid card, you know, lower, you know, intercontinental, even not even intercontinental. Yeah, I guess Tito. It, it, it might have been. I was. That's that. It might have been fun to see him and Bulldog, or him and Bulldog, him and JYD, yeah. him and he JYD. Wouldn't have, he wouldn't have got. He would have still been like. He would have been okay because they didn't tone they they didn't tone Piper down to like a long long way down the road, and mm-hmm. and he was with them. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, but Piper, Piper like, never worked. Yeah, I'm like, just saying, like, like he was in Piper's little crew, so I think he would have been all right. I think he would have been. He can say what he wants to say because he's in this. He's in up. Uh, he's in our so, upper main event. So, so what you're saying is basically, fucking Orton would have been the guy doing the jobs. Yeah, and then Piper and, and Schultz would have ended up like somehow. Like Schultz would have been left laying. Piper would have been left walking. But Orton was the guy doing the job, you know. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah we know. We know Roddy ain't doing the job. <laughs> no, fuck it. He did what one job in 42 years. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, the British Bulldog is the only person that I've ever known, that, or or Bret Hart to ever beat him, ever. Like, how do you pull that off? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because oh, if I lose to you, then it means I could lose the. Like, Frankie Monet. It's like, look at my resume. The only two men I ever lost to, one, two, three, were Bret Hart and Jack Briscoe. Yeah. <laughs> ever. Ever. <laughs> That's why you got you got the, the the brass at the NWA or bring it in like Luthez, like to bring it in like Call Gotch. Well, we we got some guys here, and they're like they're like seventy <laughs> at that point. Billy Robinson. <laughs> oh, Billy Robinson. I, I, I ain't fucking around with Billy Robinson at any age. Fuck that, dude. I've seen Billy Robinson. One of the best matches I've ever seen in my entire life involved Billy Robinson and and they and the guy that claims he's Meal Masker is his brother. Is that Phil? From, uh, all, all Japan. <laughs> What's his name? Das Karaz? I thought it was Phil. Phil? Phil Maskeris. Phil? Huh? Phil Maskeris. Phil Maskeris. <laughs> Bill Maskeris. <laughs> I, I don't think it was Phil or Bill Maskeris. Yeah, I somebody gave me this. Somebody gave me this tape. Phil Maskeris. <laughs> one mask. I got one mask. <laughs> so, somebody gave me this tape of uh, All Japan, New Japan Classics. And I was watching this match, and I'm like, "Who the fuck is this?" He looks like um, the jobber from Georgia. Can't think of his name. Tony Rossi. Is that his name? That, that little guy that he's not even big enough to hit the his head hits the top rope when he gets started. He was, yeah, he was he he was he was, he was a jobber. For, he was a jobber for Watts too, wasn't he? Yeah, Tony Rosso. Oh, Rick Rossi. Rosa. Wait, is it Rick Rossi? Rick Ross. Rick, Rick Ross. 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 He's a big black man. I don't think he's. I don't think Rick Ross is related I don't to Mill Ross. Ross is doing jobs. Yeah, no, Tony he's... Russo. That's it, Tony Russo. One of my favorite jobbers. Hey, I don't Dos, even know why I started yeah, talking about him. Whatever, Das Karras or whatever it is. <laughs> das Karras, Tony or whatever Russo. you said his fucking name is. It's that is Mill Mascaris's brother. Well, that's what they said. Yeah, they've, always, they've always said that that nonsense, that, but that's how that's Alberto Del Rio's dad because Alberto Del Rio is Mil Mascaris's nephew. Now you're confusing me. Who has a bad septic system? What the fuck did you just say? 
Alberto Del Rio is no <laughs> somebody has terrible Mexican. fucking plumbing. Alberto's got bad Del Rios, <laughs> and he's he's re, he's related to who? No Mascaris. His dad's Phil. And that is it for this week's edition of Reliving the Extreme. I hope you enjoyed the show, everybody. And just to round out the show this week, I wanted to um, let you know something I alluded to at the uh, at the beginning of last week's show. It is official. We are now on Patreon, patreon.com backslash reliving the extreme. There are a couple of different tiers that you can uh, be a part of on Patreon, uh, as little as $5 for the first one, and that will get you not only the unedited audio of the show very shortly after we record it every single week, no edits, everything. <laughs> I leave everything in um, the unedited audio of the show. Plus, we are going to do bonus episodes of the show, not just talking about ECW. Uh, you know, you hear us talk a lot about older, old school wrestling and territory wrestling here on the show. And we clown on stuff as well. We're going to do some of that on Patreon, some bonus shows of just, you know, maybe just watching crappy wrestling or talking about territory wrestling or what have you. And that will be a part of that first $5 tier. We also will have a $10 tier where not only will you get said audio, but you will also get um, the video stream of the recording of every show unedited um, exclusively right after we have recorded it. And then a $15 a month um, will feature all of that. Plus, you will get the opportunity to periodically join us as a co-host on the show as part of that tier. So, like I said, check it out. Patreon.com backslash Reliving the Extreme. Um, it's going to be a new piece of the show, uh, bonus content for you, the opportunity for you to participate in the show as well. So I'm very excited about that. Again, patreon.com backslash reliving the extreme. And that being said, we're going to sign off for this week and we will see you next week, everybody. Have a great week.